You're listening to JM Partners Atlanta Market East Drop. A quick real estate update from Jerry Metcalf Partners, real estate agents on the ground in Atlanta, talking about what it's like, what to expect, the pros, the cons, and what to consider to align yourself and your loved ones for the best opportunities. Hi, everybody. It's Bridget Posey and Jerry Metcalf. Three things to know, JM Partners. Three things to know. JMPartners.io, also a podcast, anywhere you can find a podcast. Today, we are talking about getting the best offer. And that's as a seller, getting the best offer, as a buyer, making the best offer. There are three, there are three common denominators of every great deal. And if you do these three things, you, you'll be able to get the deal or know why you didn't. And you'll be able to know you have the best deal as a seller. Number one, ask. Number two, listen. Number three, act. Now, that sounds vague, so let's get into it. Asking, ask means asking the right questions, actually. In that, we've been talking a lot about, Bridget and I, multiple offers, deals, and so many deals get missed when the right questions aren't being asked by all parties. Bridget, do you want to give us any examples of that? We are talking on both sides of it. Um, we, in representing our sellers, it's always good for us to know, and even for the sellers to know, what is their ideal. Sometimes they kind of go into it and they don't think through what they're actually wanting to get, like when they want to close, when they want to give up possession. All of these items are, when you're having to think of them in the moment when you're getting all these offers in, you know, you want to kind of, you want to have some idea in mind because the other agent on the other side wants to make a clean offer and they want to be able to present what's best. So sometimes we get feedback where they'll just say they're flexible. Well, the sellers may not actually be as flexible as their agent thinks they are. <laughs> right. Flexible can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. So like that goes into asking the right questions as a buyer or seller, asking yourself the right questions. What do I want? Not just what do I not want, but wait, what do I really want? The best negotiations always start with, looking at best scenario, not actually worst case scenario. And that would be quoting Chris Voss from Never Spill the Difference, not just my own cute ideas from selling real estate. Um, But really like, what is it we want? What is it the seller wants? And when we're not getting answers from the other side, asking the questions like, what if? What if we come with an offer that closes in 90 days? Will that be a problem? Hmm, For most sellers, it will. So now we start getting an idea of how flexible they are. And when the seller starts correcting us, we just listen and figure out many, many parameters that may not have even come out in the first place that help us figure out if this is going to be a deal and what the actual attractive terms are, rather than just assuming we know what we are, what they are being representatives of sellers. There have been many deals that have come together where the buyer agents who listen or happen to have the situation that you might not think were the best for our seller turn out to be. And that's how these deals are coming together and the buyers are getting them. So really, as a buyer, it's not as hopeless as some of these buyers may think. And it's all about asking the right questions and really understanding the situation. Number two, this is kind of like we just hit on this, but listening. So do you have any fun examples, Bridget, or I could give some of listening? I was just, I was just showing an example of how you just listen. <laughs> exactly. You learn a lot when you just listen. Let them do the talking. And sometimes you have to learn to just 
be quiet and listen and listen for the ones, the examples, the best ones are the ones where, you know, they say, um, like if they really love the house, that's a good one. Like I want to hear the other agent. If I'm representing a seller, I want to hear the, that the buyers love the house. So, you know, they, if you love the house, make sure your agent's communicating that to, to the other side. I think that's a great point, Bridget, because I think a lot of times the kind of old school way of negotiating is trying to figure out what's wrong with it or not like, like you don't like it. And right. it's selling agents when there are more terminations than usual because people are being aggressive just to get the offer. One of the really important components is that the buyer actually loves the house. Right. Another one to listening, we already said it, but I want to reiterate it so you guys don't miss it is, Notice I did the what if, the questions and asking the right questions. Sometimes asking questions that you know or I know are going to insinuate something that you know is wrong will get the other side of the table to actually correct you. And once they start correcting you, don't correct them back. Like, no, that's not what I meant. Just listen, because that's when you start getting things that you didn't know. So a lot of times there are things going on about a deal. People are usually thinking like price, when am I closing? Am I going to have a contingency or not? And let's just write up the offer and get it done. But when you start looking at all of the parameters of what's going on, that even the other side of the table, or even us representing the buyer or seller haven't yet considered, there are things that we can really come together and make magic happen on deals that you, you didn't even know about if you just listen. Number three, act. So ask the right questions, listen to what's going on and act on it. So sellers, listen to what's going on. It's a little bit easier. It, I say it's easier for sellers. It can be really difficult because we're getting multiple offers. There's a lot to consider. So when you're asking the right questions and listening, once you figure out the situation, move quickly on it. Um, and for buyers, it is the same. Bridget, do you have any ex examples on that one you want to share? Well, I think we were talking about in our action, being creative. So, you know, I always use option money and I talk to option money and huge, not a lot of, um, not a lot of agents use it and sellers appreciate it. And it doesn't, it, it gives you a little bit of an edge where you're not tying up. You're not making the earnest money hard. A huge edge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're getting them just enough. And then if you close, you get it back at closing it or as long as you check the right box, you get it back at closing <laughs> anyway. If you don't close, it's not $50,000. It's nominal compared to what, you know, for the most part, sellers are willing to accept a small amount just to allow y'all to do your inspections. Exactly. Well, with so many buyers these days are even making offers on more, more than one property at a time, only to terminate. So right. sellers... If you tell that seller, I've got $1,000 that's going towards this contract, when we go under contract, when we go binding, then the seller knows, okay, this guy wants this house. This guy is not going to be a guy who goes under contract, terminates, and now I've got to go back to all of the other buyers and figure out which one is real. So that is huge and creative. That goes into, that, that all is a result of asking the right questions, listening, and acting. Other ones are when a seller tells you, these are the terms that we need, if there are terms as a buyer that you're like, no way, or vice versa, asking questions to figure out why that's important, how you can make it happen. And if it really is, we've had um, listings where buyers have lost deals because we've explained terms and the buyer said, well, I don't like that. And another buyer comes in, gives those terms. And then the other buyer, too much time has gone by and a deal can fall through that way for buyers. So it's really important again, ask the right questions, listen, and then act on it. So 
Anything else we're going to add to that, Bridget, before we check out today? No, I think that was great. Awesome. Three things to know on JM Partner or three things to know dot jmpartners.io or search three things to know anywhere on any podcast platform and you'll find us for an update every week on Atlanta in the, mar- the Atlanta market from the ground. All right. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to the JM Partners Atlanta Market Eavesdrop. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and share with your friends who might be moving or who just want to keep up with the latest on the Atlanta residential market. You can find us anytime online at jmpartners.io. That's jmpartners.io.